With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. We're back at it again. Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast. We got a special guest in the offseason giving us a little bit of his time, Quandre Diggs, the ultimate recruiter, you know what I mean? The number one free agent acquirer in the yes, NFL. Sir. Yes, sir. You know, I just had to take it back to some of my college days, sir. Well, I got to get the recruits, you know. But right. This, this was the five-star recruit that you had to get. So, you know, I had to put all my time and effort in that one. Yeah, tell, tell me, walk me through that process, because I was behind the scenes just observing uh, and talking to Bob all the time, but it meant a lot to him, you know, yeah. what you was doing. Bro, it's crazy, because I know Pete and John was getting sick of me, because I'm sending pictures, old pictures of me and Bobby together, like, in practice. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sending the pictures after we played the Rams, and me and Bobby talking, and all type of stuff. So I go on Twitter, and, you know, I'm doing my tweets. You, you know, you get the fans behind it. You know, it's hard for the for the GM and for the coach to let the fans down, too. So, you know, I got the fans all with it. So, you know, if it don't work out, the fans going to start. They're going to start talking trash. They can't say nothing to me like I ain't do it, you know. Right. So it started getting directed to other people. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this going. I had a whole I had a whole thing planned out. Well, I ain't mad at it because it worked. He appreciated. He wanted to be back in the city. Uh, I think it was a great idea for both sides. You know what I mean? I don't think it should have, the divorce should have happened in the first place. So I'm glad that got annulled and the relationship is continuing because it's a match made in heaven. You got a great all pro steal. You know, right. he just went somewhere else to show y'all one time, hey, I'm still an all pro in case you forgot. Exactly. And did it at a high level. And then to make it even worse, he was doing it twice. He did it twice against us. Made us look crazy out there. That, that boy had the games of his life. He, yeah. he he had something on his mind. Yeah, and I think I think for him, it's just like it put him at give him that peace of mind to be back home. You know, what I mean, be around the fam, be around all the guys that he's close to, the cafeteria where you know how it is at the VMAX. So it just puts you in that comfort zone where you get back to being yourself, and he go do the all pro thing and just ball out and be on and off the field. I don't know if he would have came back if they gave somebody 54. I don't know. I don't know if this would have worked out so sweet had they gave somebody 54. I'm gonna let you know that. So thank goodness. EK held it down and didn't get nobody 54. 
Oh, you know, you know that wasn't gonna happen. They couldn't do that, man. They couldn't do that. We got to get that twenty-five up there next, man. That twenty-five gotta it gotta be up there in the Raptors next. I appreciate that, man. Ho hopefully one day. But you've been thriving out here, you know. Tell me about that, because I ain't got a chance to talk to you as much as I want to about the differences between you know your time in Detroit. You shine there. Uh, so I remember meeting you uh, with your cousin Jammer uh, when you was young, young kid. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about how how your time in Seattle and how you've grown. You know what I mean. You a captain. You the leader of that defense now. How how things have changed and how you've grown up since you left Detroit. Sure, you know that's my big brother. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah that's my brother. I thought it was your cousin this whole time. That's your brother. That's my brother, y'all. That's the crazy thing. That's wow. Just different last name, but yeah, we got different dads. But that's my brother. Grew up in the same house, all that. So when I met you, I was seventeen, getting ready to go to Texas. Yeah. And I was out there. I think Greg Camarillo had a camp. That's exactly what. My brother it. was, he was coming out there to coach the DBs. And he was like, you want to slide? I still remember to this day. I remember meeting you at the camp. And it was just like, dang. And then you got to the league and started doing your thing. I'm like, oh, dang. He had gave me some words of encouragement, like, before I went to Texas. It's you know, a small world, ain't it? Small world, bro. And being in Seattle, I still remember. I tell people this all the time. I remember when we, my first game in Seattle, we played y'all in 49ers. And I remember after the game, you came up to me and you like, bro, I'm just glad that you got to an organization where people can see you shine. And I'm like, hey, it's crazy that you was in Seattle, Legion of Boom, which made DB, that, I ain't gonna lie, y'all boys made DB fun again. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Because y'all was swagging it out. Everybody like, oh, them boys like that. So as being a young guy, I'm in college, I'm like, I wanna get to a secondary like that. You feel me? So. You know what I mean? I still appreciate all that, even from 17 to when I was 26, when I had just got this Seattle. Like, that still made, that made a mark on my career already. But going to Seattle was huge, bro. Like, you know how it is. You 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 leave a place where, you know, it hasn't been a winning organization. You know what I mean? You you have turmoil. You have great players over there, but you just seem never can seem to get it together or you know, you always feel like you got this curse and, you know, people don't give Detroit the credit they deserve. But, um, I mean, I loved it. I'm blessed that I was able to go there. But coming to Seattle, it was just one of those things where you know you got to shine if you're a DB. Come in there, you go in the room, you see pictures of you, Earl, Cam, Jay Lane, you know what I mean, uh, BB. You know, then you take it back to Sean Springs and all those guys and, you start looking around, you're like, bro, I got a standard up hole, which really reminded me a lot of Texas. Because it's like that DB tradition at Texas is so proud that you never want to let them guys down. So for me, when I got over there, it's like, bro, I got a ball. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Earl, for me, Earl, in my eyes, that's the second greatest safety to ever do it behind Ed Reed. You know what I mean? Talk that's about it. Talk about it. E.T., in my mind, that's the second best. So for me, that's always been a, you know, somebody that I pattern my game after. Somebody that I always hit up for advice. And, you know, hey, E, like, when I first got moved to safety, he was the first person I hit up, like, yo, hey, what you weigh playing safety? And I wanted to know, like, what you see? And just the advice he gave me, it was just like, to go over there where he had made his career, and, you know, he left, and it didn't end on a good note, but it was like, you know, you bring another Texas guy here to kind of replace the Texas guy. So I got to do my thing, bro. Like, I can't let me grow down. You know what I mean? And so, you're doing it. Yeah. You know, and I just want to keep doing it consistently. And, you know, you get over there and, you know, you get around Pete. 
you get around Bobby, you see KJ, you see them guys in front of you. I'm like, bro, for me, I can't be half-stepping out here. Bro. Like, I can't half-step. I got to do my thing. So I think just the level of competition, the players that you're around, that also makes you a better player. No question. I mean, I figured you had to be watching us. We had Texas's very own ET3. So I knew you, you had to be keeping us on the docket. But um, you can see how Pete uh, really cultivates the culture. You know what I mean? How he how he lets everybody go out there. He, they kind of lost their way for a second. Um, yeah. But they're getting back to just, hey, roll the ball out there. Let everybody go out there and fight for who's who going to start, who not. And it's going to It's going to settle. It's going to okay. settle. The, the, the cream going to rise to the top. The guys are supposed to be out there, going to be out there, and it's going to shine. Yeah, and that's how it's supposed to be, bro. It's all about competition. I mean, you know me, bro. I'm probably the smallest safety in the league, you feel me? But at the end of the day, I always, in my mind, you can't tell me I ain't 6'3", 215 out there, you feel me? Like, I'm going to get it. Come so on I'm now. Like, that's how you got to be, you know, when you step into that organization. Because I remember Will Blackman hit me as soon as I got traded. He was like, hey. Better buckle your cleats up because you going there. Well, competition, everything is competition. And I'm like, oh, let, let me get right. You feel me? But once you step in the building, you understand, like, this old man competitive as hell. He want to beat you in basketball. He want to beat you in sprints. So if my coach acting like this, then I got to bring that too because he competing with them other coaches that, you know, around the league, the Bill Belichick's. He want to compete by his legacy and what he got to do. So, you know what I mean? It just brings it. It brings the best out of everybody. It definitely does. And then there's fun. You know what I mean? You get to have fun at your job. I don't know how it was in Detroit. I'm not going to speak on an organization I wasn't a part of, but right. I can speak on Seattle's. You know, I'm, I was there. So you, you got the music in the in the meetings. You got the fun videos. You got Pete making jokes, music in at practice, music everywhere. You know what I mean? You're having a good time. But when you get between them lines, you better strap it up and strap it up tight. Oh, yeah. Oh, no question. It's all fun and games. And, you know, you can be fun and have fun with DK and, Shit, two hours later, that boy trying to crack block you at practice. <laughs> it, get, it get real. So, so you like, yeah, that's my brother. That's my brother. Then you look and he hit you and you like, man, I'm about to fight it, bro. Like, you gotta chill out. Like, right. but yeah, like it's totally different. You know, coming from Detroit, bro, uh, it was no fun at all. My last year and a half, that we didn't have no fun. So when I came to Seattle, it was like completely different, bro. I'm in the meetings like, what the, what's going on in here? You feel me? Like, what is y'all doing in here? Like, coaches yelling, you know, we shooting hoops. They got the, the, the videos on and you like, bro, ain't no way. So it just makes it more fun where, you know what I mean? I can have fun at work, but I can also handle business at work. And that's how it's supposed to be. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, I wish they would have just drafted you there in the first place. You know, who knows what would have been happening then, but that's a story for a different day. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I get on about that still. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, shit, I mean, look, come on now. <laughs> but you're still the first safety in NFL history with six seasons, a three-plus interception. So you still, you know what I mean, no matter where you was at, you were shining. Got to get it wherever you can, you feel me? Tell me about Geno, you know, because obviously it was, you know, coming in the last season, there was a lot of unknowns after Russ left. And, you know, people didn't know what to expect in Geno. Geno had played in the league for a decade, been a backup for a while, didn't have a great couple of years, but he, again, wasn't part of a great organization, didn't have a great support system, went out there, been putting in the work, and went out there and shine. Yeah, yeah. You had to be excited to, to see him get resigned and see his contract. Yeah, bro, I'm I'm hella, I'm hella excited for what's happened for him now, you feel me, with the contract, being able to know that you're the longtime guy and in Seattle, but you could just see the work that he was putting in. I remember when I first got there, you feel me? Uh, I get there, 
and I go introduce myself to Gino because we played against each other in college. And uh, I go introduce myself. He's like, bro, I know who you is. You ain't got to introduce yourself. You feel me? And it's like, all right, bet. So, you know, we go to practice and everybody, you know, you you hear the stories. You're like, oh, Gino Smith. You know how they try to paint you a picture of, you know, this guy's a bust. You know, he ain't did nothing. And I get out there and he's spinning the ball. I'm like, golly, like, that dude can spin the ball. And you get out there, he running the scout team. And, you know, we got turnover Thursday. And, you know, uh, he's supposed to be throwing picks and he's dicing us up at practice. Dicing us up, and I'm like, bro, what? So Pete and them kind of get on him, like, hey, you know, it's turnover Thursday. You got to – G, like, bro, I'm not throwing picks, bro, so y'all get rid of me. Like, I'm out here competing, bro. I'm trying to get better. Like, if y'all can't pick the ball off when I'm throwing it to the open receiver, then that's on y'all. And from then on, I knew where his mindset was at. You feel me? His mindset was like, bro, I'm trying to get better because I'm trying to be a starter in the league. And for three years, bro, he was just doing it every day, every day. You know what I mean? Competition, you see him working before, after practice, during practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got his op, you know. Russ got hurt that one year. When he got hurt, he came in and we didn't win. We won one game out of the three, I think. But you could just see, like, he's he's knocking some rust off. You know, he's spinning the ball. He's making the right reads. He ain't throwing picks. You know, he's protecting the ball. You know what I mean? So we go and we 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 play these games and he's doing a good job and he's so hard on himself that he come in, he blamed himself. We like, bro, we could have played better too. G, it ain't just you. Like, we could have played better there. And then, you know, he came out that Jaguars game. I think he started like 14 for 14 or something like that. And he was just letting it spin. And the receivers, they loving it. They like, oh, bro, like, you know, he's throwing, we getting the ball on time. Like, we right. out of his break, out of your breaks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't, you know, we just, we going. And, you know, obviously he had to go back to the bench when Russ came back. But all training camp last year, you could just see it. And I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. And I know people be having these things to say with Dan Orlowski and all this, but Dan was my quarterback, back on quarterback in Detroit. So me and Dan got a good relationship. Dan came to practice last year, and Dan was like, bro, I'm telling y'all right now, Geno Smith needs to be y'all starting quarterback. He was like, I could just see from one day of practice, like, what he's on. I'm like, okay, okay, I feel you. Like, I see it too. Then G go out there and start doing that, and everybody like, everybody amazed from the outside. But for us, we like, that's how he was dicing us up doing scout team every week. <laughs> <laughs> so then you get him a good running game. You got two of the better receivers in the league. You know what I mean? And you give him some good tight ends and young old linemen. And you know, I think he was just locked in, ready to go. And you know, he's been talking his talk on Twitter for the last two years. And now people are really just seeing it because now he had this big year. But he's been talking his talk for a while. Right. I mean, he's he stepping that step. So I, I you talk that talk. You back it up. Hey, yeah. get out of his way. Rumble, young man, rumble. Facts. That's facts. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I mean, because at the quarterback position, you've been healthy. I mean, he hasn't gotten to play for a couple of years, you know, and, and gotten them reps on his body. So people are like, man, he in his 10th year. It's like, I mean, really like in his sixth. Fifth or six, so yeah. he can play as long as his body will let him. And the way he's spinning it, don't look like it's you know the velocity <laughs> is going anywhere. So y'all better be watch out, right? Because he's spinning that rock right now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How different was Pete than what you expected him to be? Oh, it's funny because, you know, you see him on TV, you know, all you see him chewing gum and you see all this other stuff and, you know, you see the excitement and stuff like that, but when I first got there, I didn't really know like how big of a like competitor he is. About He's serious. Yeah, like I didn't understand it, and it was kind of like, ah, Lee, like bro, I ain't never, you know, you always hear the stories even from USC and things like that, but you just don't believe it until you see it, and then you see how light he is, and you see how routine oriented he is. You know, win, lose, or draw, you are gonna have the same Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, what I mean, that's just what it is, which is right. cool because you know what to expect. Right. You know, I mean, you know what you're going to get from no matter if you lost two games in a row, you're going to get the same peak. And um, it's funny because, like, you play for these legendary coaches, you know, guys that won championship in college, championship in the league, just winning record, all this. You, you see what they're about. They got their way of doing things, and that's what they believe in. And he don't try to bite anybody's style. He's going to be him. You know, I mean, he's going to do it his way, and he think his way is the best way, which to each his own. That's how it is. Same way I think. Hey, if I do this in the post, I think that's the right way for me because that's what works for me. But that's how Pete is. 
and he's a hella motivator. You know, what I mean, he can he can get anybody to believe in anything. Anything. <laughs> he can he can have you thinking that you the best ever. Right. Just from the way he talks, and you know, what I mean, when you believe that, and you know, you hear that, you like, okay, like this guy's different. Like he's different, and you know, everyone has his pros and cons, but the, definitely the pros outweigh the cons, you know, by far because. I've had three different head coaches. I've had two great ones and I had one shitty one. And, you know, I mean, being around Pete and being, being around Jim Caldwell, you know, it's kind of changed my life and um, taught me the game a lot more than what I've experienced with another one. Pete, uh, uh, like you said, he's a great motivator. He's consistent. You know what you're going to get week in and week out. He's optimistic. He, he coaches optimistically, competitively, but he coaches optimistically. You feel like it's fair. You don't feel like, hey, somebody cheating me, somebody running me around, like, hey, on that tape, what we're going to see it in front of everybody. I don't know if they still do it, oh, but yeah. during training camp, if you're getting cooked, it's on the screen. Oh, if yeah. you're balling, it's on the screen. Like, yeah. it, you can't hide from nothing. You can't – the whole team see who you are. Like, yeah. you be yeah. like, oh, man, I should have made the team. I, I don't know, brother. I saw you on that tape, the bad side of that tape, way uh, too many times, brother. A lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see it, and it don't matter who you is. That's what I love. Like, if I go out there and get cooked in one-on-one, they're going to put it on the screen – and everybody going to see me get cooked, which is cool. They're my teammates. Just because I got the respect and, you know, I've done this and that, it, it still got to be put out there. Like, bro, buddy won his rep. I lost it. Like, I, and I and I got to be cool with that because that's who I am. Like, right, I was, and it's going to bring that competitive dog out of you. Where like, hey, I'm not about to be on that tape. <laughs> right. I, or I'm going to be on that tape because y'all know, hey, come on yeah. now. This is why This is why they paid me the big bucks. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is strap, but yeah. that's what that's what made us and allowed us to be great. And I think I hope he goes back to the scheme, man. I know he like like man, it's outdated. People found answers to it. People got answers to everything. Yeah, people got answers to everything. The way the scheme works, you can cover up the holes. The holes are there, but at least Pete and the staff know exactly how to cover up those holes. And when you do it enough, it's just like everything else. You repping enough, you see the looks enough, you be like, oh, here they come. Yeah, it's two by two, or it's three by one, speed at three. Hey, weak hook, you better bag it up. You better <laughs> right. bag it up. Right. <laughs> ain't Look, no play action. You better get no, back. You better get back. And let, them, let them have that six yards on that run. Be, on, yep. Or they're they going to have this 45. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yo, no, nah, so, I agree, bro. That scheme, like, you know exactly what beats you in that scheme. You know what I mean? It ain't no guessing. You know you got that hook. But you also got to get in this run game and this B-gap and these 30 alignment. But you got to know tendencies. You got to know what team's doing. Speed at three, boom. If I got a tight end at three, I ain't really got to move as much. But if you that post safety, you know you got your scene. You better handle that scene before you go do anything else. You feel me? But I think when it comes to it, it's just got to be, yeah, if you're going to stick that scheme, you got to have guys that know that scheme in and out and they can't be. You know, I'm guessing here, and you guessing you wrong. If you guess, you better be right. Because my coach would tell me in college, I used to go get a lot of picks in college my first two years, and I would be doing some stuff I ain't supposed to do. He was like, I, I love the ball hawk skills, but I tell you what, if they throw this ball and your man catch it and you somewhere else you ain't supposed to be, you're going to be sitting right beside me. <laughs> and, and from then on, it was like, yeah, you got to make calculated guesses. It can't be. Well, I thought this because, you know what I mean? You got to be right. And you got to be like, you know what I mean? Y'all wrong, y'all right. Like, exactly. If you guessing and we on the same tilt, it's fine. 
We've yeah. we've had many situations. People are like, man, y'all y'all running quarters or what y'all running? Because we can't recognize it sometimes. It's like because he told me he was going to chase this. He was going to yeah. sit flat at 10 yards as the middle field safety. So I had to be over the top. So when exactly. they ran that deep post and I'm over the top, it's because I knew the deep post was coming and E was going to be standing flat. So if they run a bang post, he probably either picking it or banging oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. If they run that deep post, I better be there. We talked about it. We know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I got to be. Exactly how I got to be. And I just think we kind of got away because, you know, you get young guys in there and, you know, young guys, they, they want to do everything the coaches say. You feel me? And yeah, coach might have told you this, but coach ain't out here on this field. So listen to what we saying out here. You know what I mean? Like, if you got a blitz and, you know what I mean, and you feel like something up, come out the blitz and, and go do something to go make a play. You know what I mean? So I think that's just how I play the game. That's how, you know, Bobby plays the game yourself. You know, um, even Jamal, you know what I mean? Everybody be like, how the heck Jamal always in the run game? Hey, he's shooting gaps because he know that run coming. You know what I mean? And he telling me, hey, Diggy, I'm going. You feel it? And I got him. You know what I mean? But that's how you got to play the game. You play the game smarter, not harder. You're not harder. You keep it simple. And that's what I'm telling the Pete. Like, hey, keep it simple, baby. Like, you got the talent now. You know, you got young Reek is a good player. He's a good corner. He's showing – he's showing – yeah, but don't make him overthink it. Mike Jack's a good player. Y'all had really good corners. Y'all got good safety play. You got Bobby back. Uh, when Brooks comes back, whenever he comes back healthy, you got White, uh, uh, Devin Bush, um, yeah. really athletic. You got D Lyman. Jaron Reed just came back. Hopefully, y'all can bring Big Al back. You got dudes that are smart, like yeah. veteran, like championship mindset, championship players. Play a scheme where everybody, hey, we all on the same page. Gap, 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 gap sound. Like, yeah. hey. Read a zebra in the back end. Hey, you know what's coming. It's going to be seams. It's going to be post. It's going to be seven pump. It's going to be OVS. Like, get it covered, deep to short. Make them boys walk the ball down the field. Eventually, they're going to give it to us. Yeah. Go play. That's how I go. Exactly how I go. Is it true Pete ran through a goddamn whiteboard or something? <laughs> Somebody told me that. I said, that Pete ain't ran through now. I know Pete did a lot of stuff. He ain't running through no whiteboard now. He, he ran through the whiteboard before we played Denver the night before the game. They done gassed him up, Sherm. He ran through it once. All I hear, boom. I'm like, what is going on, bro? So then they gassed him up. They like, do it again, do it again. He set the board back up, ran through it again. Talking. That's the intensity we got to play with tomorrow and all this. I'm like, all right. All right, man. You ain't young as you used to be. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to make it to the game, coach. Right. But yeah, that's just what that's what he was. You know that game meant a lot to him for sure, for sure. So he was he was amped up. It meant a lot to the program. Oh yeah, it, so, it, it, you, you start seeing boys show up that ain't showed up in a minute. I said you can tell it meant a lot to the program. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true for sure. Hey, I know you've been watching my Lakers now. Come on, bro. You know that I'm all Bron. Hey, we doing it. You know what I mean? LeBron and Lakers fans unite. For once, I just hope for once that the LeBron fans and the Lakers fans could just put all their differences aside and just all be one big happy family, bro. Like, you know, they over 500. They finished like three games over 500 at the start, two or 10. Come on now. No, like, let's go, bro. We Let's just keep going. Let's keep the positive vibes going. I think they got them. They, they, they lucked up a little bit with Buddy breaking his hand the other day. The Buddy was strapping, bro. And, and, and go bear. Yeah, he go bear want to punch on somebody. Hey, hey, make sure y'all suspend him now. Right, hey, don't go. To, don't don't hey, get him in one game. Huh? Just one game. He just yeah. need to be suspended one game. He can play the next. 
Yeah, bro, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, yeah, but they 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 might do something. I, I like them though. They get in at seven, you know, a young Memphis team, which is exciting, but they young, you know, they ain't got no championship mentality. So let's go see what let's go and, see. And Steven Adams out? Because yeah. that, that's a big deal for AD. AD with Steven Adams, it is, you know what I mean? I ain't saying he bullying, but he, he be bullying. having his hands full. He bullying. AD don't want that smoke, dog. Steven Adams strong. Steven Adams is out there like, hey. My paint, you stay over there, shoot threes or something. Don't oh, yeah. In. You know that. So I think they, I mean, they win. I think that'd be good. It'd be a good a good series for sure. Yeah, it'd definitely be a good series. I think playoff bronze is going to come out. You know, I'm, I'm happy for Russ, too. I'm happy for Russ. Russ got to a situation. That pressure with a Lakers jersey on is something else. You know what I mean? Not that he couldn't handle it. It's just Lakers fans, as you are seeing, as a Bron fan, you, you done migrated a few fan bases. Lakers fans is, I'm one of them. Yeah, we tough on them now. Oh yeah, y'all tough for sure. But I was tough on Russie too. You know what I mean? Like you go to home, you gotta know what to expect when you get to the crib. So all the pressure gonna be on you. But I think that was a messed up situation. That you know, I think he became a scapegoat. But I also think that you know, what I mean, they got some good young pieces for training them, and I think those pieces fit better around Bron than what Russ did. I, I think so too. I think that was the problem. Like it didn't matter what Russ, unless Russ changed his whole game and just became a three point sniper or something. You know what I mean? His game wasn't gonna fit. Y'all both can't just drive the lane every goddamn time. You right. got like that's why D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell, just be sitting on that three point line waiting. Oh, wide open three, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Malik Beasley got a green light, but he just need to make some more. They gonna get him out of Lakeland quick. They, they look. They are gonna get Lonnie Walker back out there in a second. Like, hey, if, if, if you ain't go, if you just gonna be shooting to be shooting, we can put Lonnie Walker out there. Lonnie Skywalker get that thing done too. Yo, yeah, but you know I'm saying so. They already on his head. So I'm like, all right, that's how it go. So I hope you know. I mean, I hope they have a deep playoff run. You feel me? I know the Suns gonna be tough though. Yeah, they gonna be that. That's gonna be a good series too. Um, because Clippers are a better fit for him. You know what I mean? You got dudes that can shoot. Lane gonna be open. A good big man that can spread it. He can get out the way sometime and. There you go, Russ. You can drive the lane, pass it out. Dude's going to hit the shots. That Whoa. team, boy, it'd be some nights where I was like, like, we sure these NBA players now. Y'all sure. Y'all done tested these dudes because we getting a lot of wide open threes. And I didn't hit. I hit one out of 13. I hit one. You give me 13 shots at it, I'm a, I hit one. And I feel like that's where we was at. Yo, oh, no question. That's definitely where we was at. It was, it was bad. Boy, I hit the side of the backboard, all type of stuff, so. Yeah, I'm glad they they moved around a little bit. Me too. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I ain't, if you got some questions for me, feel free. But otherwise, I ain't gonna take no more of your day. Oh yeah, nah. You know me. You know if I got questions, I always hit you. I, yeah. I, I hit you. You know, uh, <laughs> only thing I will say, hey, uh, <laughs> I just remember your face that that pick I dropped against the forty dollars. <laughs> hey, you don't know how mad I was, bro, because I couldn't lift my arm. So. Oh. You know, before the game, I seen you, I dapped you, I had my arm like tight, but I couldn't lift my arm. So that's why I tried to cradle it like that. That's the worst one. And all I can think in my head when I see you in the video, I'm like, damn, I done let Sherm down, dropping the pick, bro. <laughs> look, look, I mean, I was so conflicted in that game, but I was cheering for you. I'm always cheering for you. I'm cheering for Seattle. I'm cheering for, but yeah. when you dropped that, because I was like, oh, before the half, you about to act like that? No, I was sick. And the coaches knew. So when they came to the side, they were like, bro, you came to lift your arm. I'm like, I, I was like, I wouldn't even try to catch it like that if I could lift my arm. They was like, so when I see the video of you, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a texture. But I was so mad in my head that I had dropped it. 
I'm like, I ain't talking to nobody all right. weekend, bro. Right. Then I just that was had a, my daughter. That was going to be, but that, that would have broke their back right there. Yeah, that would have been a backbreaker because they were struggling. Already y'all was strapping them. And yeah. you would have took that and probably got kind of nasty with it. You got a little points before the half. I would have been like, all right, now, because that's what exactly when you got that, I was about to talk you up the rest of the half. I was about to go on that desk and be like, that's why he the man. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get it back, though. I'm going to get it back. For sure, for sure. You know, I always get San Francisco at least once a year. So I got No question. It. And then you got them Rams in the clutch and pointed oh. at Bob, said, come oh. back home. Yeah, that's what I would tell them. You know, they find me for that, too. NFL lame for that. They super lame because because they're gonna show it on the highlights, but they're gonna find you for it for sure. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. So Bobby appreciated it though. He understood. He said he was like, "Bro, I, I want to trip you." You <laughs> <laughs> uh, did perfect because sure, before every series, right? But I know what Bobby's saying. So before every series, I would walk out there and I would be looking at Bobby doing this. Before every series, he talking about. It. So when I got the pick, it was like, "Oh, it's perfect." So I just showed him the ball. You feel me? But. <laughs> It, it it was funny, bro. We talked about that for a while. I bet, I bet, man. That best feel good to call game, boy. It feel okay. good to call game or the book. Yeah, that's that probably my favorite one because that got us in the playoffs. And gave us perfect opportunity to, you know, what I mean, discredit all the people that were like, oh, they ain't making no playoffs. You feel me? So, uh, I mean, it felt great. You know, I mean, that's one of my favorite ones. I got that one. I'm definitely putting that one up in the house somewhere. No question, you deserve it. Hey, you're gonna have many more, and you're gonna you're gonna get some in the playoffs now. You know what I mean? Now y'all got, look, a good scheme. Everybody on the same page. Trust it. Going to be a top 10 defense. I'm calling it right now. Top yeah. five pass defense. All right, don't it. make me don't make me crazy. Hey, let's get it. You know, I'm with it. Yeah, I can't wait. And Gino going to be slanging. Who you think y'all getting with five? Man, hey, you know what I, hey, I, what I hope is <laughs> I hope they get four straight quarterbacks so we can get Buddy from Bama. <laughs> right. <laughs> Selfishly. Hey, I ain't mad at that. Look, look, Seahawks got a crazy. I think if he ain't there, the boy from Bama ain't there, that boy from Georgia, they're going to be sitting there like, mm-hmm, he did that, mm-hmm. Damn, man, I showed sure do. With the number five pick, the Seattle Seahawks pick out of Georgia, defensive yeah. tackle. <laughs> hey, I'll take him. They say he's the best player in the draft. I mean, he he been losing himself some money over the last couple of months, but he getting tip top shape. You feel he get around Bobby. You feel you come around. Cliff keep coming around. You get that the right people around, and he he he'll learn. You know what I mean? Cam come around. Y'all boys be around, and Bobby and KJ around, and you know all the people we got on the team. I think that it'll be a great fit. Yeah, they not they not gonna let him leave Seattle. They that after after the Malik McDowell situation, they not that boy ain't getting on a plane once he get here. They gonna be like, yeah, okay, make sure you say everything you need to to your family. This is your establishment. Look, it might get him a, 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 a apartment right next to the facility. This is where you live. You just gotta walk to work. Uh, we'll have a security escort with you at all times. Right. Welcome to Seattle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> do what you gotta do to make it play. Right. Right. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I, we got to have you on again after you get after you get six picks next year. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna call you again. You know when, when you when you calm down and all the rest of the media get you and get you back home. Say less. I'm going for that all pro this year. I can't wait. I'm gonna be hyping you up. Yeah, you you already said it, so I'm gonna put it out there with you. I'm gonna be sitting there every week. You ball. We gonna be. I'm gonna be on that desk. We be. It be. We we won't even have y'all game. I'm gonna be talking you up. Yeah. So <laughs> I know you saw. Yeah, so we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Quandre Diggs, <laughs> I know you had to see. <laughs> yeah, 
I need that. I need that all pro to my name. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Yes, sir. Well, appreciate you for having me, my dog, always. Anytime, anytime, brother. I'll, see, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right, now. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.